he obviously doesn't mean it, but did it ever affect you? One hundred percent of it. It still does because. Um, well, now I know it does. <laughs> yes, now he does because I didn't tell him because I was in the closet or whatever. But. two cute guys i'm hunter and i'm gunner and you can hit us up on instagram facebook soundcloud itunes spotify anchor and dm us on any of those apps that you can hit us up on also you can message us or email us at jurishbusiness at gmail.com so yes it is j-u-r-e-s-h jurish my last name business at gmail.com any of those dm us questions concerns criticism jokes anything like that or just say fuck off yeah or just tell us that you hate us hate our guts <laughs> all right hunter today for the third time <laughs> for the third time we have a very special guest for, for those of you confused we have recorded this podcast three times now but the audio is so shit that we have to keep re-recording it it's, it's it kind of sucks but yes introducing our first guest the most special guest around She's a champion at heart and in sports. She's also the biggest pain in my ass, but also the greatest sister in the world. It is my sister, as a matter of fact. Taylor Jurish, welcome. Hi. One clap, that's all I get, huh? It was loud, though. It was a loud one okay. clap. Hello, Taylor. Hi, Gun. How are you? I'm tired. Why are you tired? Quarantine's tiring. Quarantine is tiring indeed. <laughs> Welcome to Two Cute Guys. And Thanks for as having the, me. As the first official guest of Two Cute Guys as well. Tell me, how's it feel? How's it feel? I feel so honored to be here. Oh, that's great. Yes. Yeah, you should be. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you should be honored to be uh, with these two Greek gods sitting across from no, me right okay. now. I want to take it that far. All right, Tay, how do you... How did you meet the two cute guys? I don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah, not many people do. <laughs> um... Yeah, I saw you guys on the street one day, and you guys were like, hey, you want to be on our podcast? I was like, bet, let's go. All right, now how'd you really meet us? You're my brother, and Hunter's... Which, which one? What? Which one's your brother? Hunter. Hunter's your brother? Yeah, Hunter's... Your, Hunter. your biological brother? Yes, Hunter Newland yeah. is my brother. Congratulations. Thank you. No, Gunner Carl Jurish is my brother. Hey, yo, don't expose my middle name Yeah, like I'm going to expose it. Carl. Carl. Croissant. Croissant. And then Hunter is my... He's basically my brother, too. So. Basically. That's, basically. That's cool. I grew up. You are. Okay, sorry. You <clears throat> are my brother. Ba- you ba- you're basically my brother. You know, I've heard that before. What? Born. Stepbrother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stepbrother. Are you stuck in the washing machine? Can you help me find something in the washer? I can't quite reach it. What is that? Porn. Oh. <laughs> Y'all are this nasty. Porn. Speaking of porn, did you know the other night? I read a comic of hentai porn while we all played Monopoly at a friend's house. You did. You read what? Hentai. Do you know what hentai is? No. It is uh, anime pornography. Oh, how yeah. was it? It was actually surprising. The character development in the hentai <laughs> was crazy, actually. I read about a page and I said, I can't do this. Hunter got too creeped out. Because, Hunter, do you remember what the title was? Oh, uh, no, I don't. It was My Stepmom. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, hearing that, I'm like, okay, okay. 
okay. <laughs> okay, okay. And then I'm like, oh, this is a little weird. <laughs> That's fucking cringy. It was cringy at first. I thought I wasn't going to like it. But then, the, like, the You're character You're basically saying you like stepmom porn. Now. Well, I don't have a stepmom. I know, but you just admitted on your podcast that you like stepmom porn now. I didn't admit that. I said I read about it. Uh. <laughs> he is informing I'm himself. informing. I'm telling the audience that I read hentai porn. Uh. Didn't watch. Did not watch hentai porn. <laughs> read hentai porn for about an hour and a half. <laughs> it's a long time. But there was 51 comics of it, and I only got to 14. Dang. And then I was like, well, this is just getting repetitive. She keeps fucking your stepson. Anyway, <laughs> continuing on. <laughs> Um, yes, Taylor is my sister. How has your life been so far, Taylor? What do you mean? Like, how did my life start? Yeah, how did your life start? Tell us about the start of your life. I came out the womb. You came out the womb. I I want a day-by-day breakdown. Yeah, give us a day-by-day. What time were you born at? So March 10th, I was still in the womb. Nice. March 11th, I started getting a little antsy in the womb. All right, so you're still in the womb. Yes, nice. I'm still in it, but Good. then I started to like dance it out, oh, and then yeah. March 11th, I was born. What dance were you hitting in the womb? Um, probably the whip and the nene. No, I would not be hitting the whip and the nene. You're such a whip and nene kind of girl. You look like a whip and nene kind of girl. No, I was definitely probably hitting the worm. <laughs> the worm. <laughs> the worm. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting dance move. So then you were born March 11th. How was your birth? Or I was actually <laughs> salsling. How was your birth? My birth? My birth was pretty good. Yeah, you remember it? Yeah. Just like it was yesterday. <laughs> uh, from what I hear, the rumor is your parents were pretty young when they had you. Uh, yep. So my dad was a junior in high school when he had me in the next year you were born. Who is you? You. Gunner. Carl. G- Gunner. Carl. Weezer. Jerish. Weezer. Jerish. <laughs> yes. You. So yeah, dad had two kids before he was out of high school. Respect. Hey, shout out dad. Yeah. Would it not pull out? And would mom mm. would it not use birth control? <laughs> Very proud of you too. No, she said that I was birth control. No, one of us was birth control. One of us was a condom. Yeah, that's what I, I said. Both of those. I just said both of those. No. I said, mom, would it not take your birth control? And dad, would it not pull out? I'm efficiently. telling you. That mom said that when they had sex, that I don't know. Oh, they had sex? They did. That's fucking gross. No, um, that <laughs> one of us, they did use a condom, and the other one of us, mom was on birth control. Do you so think what this you is, saying? Do you think this is too much information about mom and dad, and they're going to be uncomfortable at this part of the podcast? You're telling me they didn't artificially inseminate? <laughs> it was the, they went the turkey baster route <laughs> all right so and we said we were we had a competitive childhood is that correct yes we definitely did why do we have a competitive childhood in what aspects um i would say video games when you allowed me to play um wrestling running anything that took two people <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll start at the beginning you said video games how did you play video games with us you guys Trick question, of, you didn't. Yeah, you guys were fucking <laughs> assholes, I remember. When we were little, all three of you would have a controller, and I'd ask to play, and you guys would be like, no, you can't play. Or, like, a couple hours later, you'd be like, oh, yeah, Tay, you can play, and then never happened. I never got to play. I never got to play Sly Cooper. I never got to play Spyro. I never got to play Ratchet and Clank. I just had to sit and watch. I was on, I was sidelined. We'll get your money up, not your funny up. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you couldn't play with us. You weren't good enough. Well, you never gave me the opportunity to show you my skills. Well, we didn't need to. We already saw your skills. We played with you oh, beforehand. Okay. Hunter, do you remember playing with Taylor when we were younger? Yeah. Well, how was she? 
Pretty good. Wow. Pretty good. Okay. okay. Very good, yes. The game that I finally got to play was Minecraft because when you weren't at home, then I started playing on your Xbox. You started playing on my Xbox? I did. Why? Because you weren't home. Who gave you the right or the authority to touch my Xbox? Me, bitch. Well, I guess you weren't good at Minecraft either. I was good at <laughs> Minecraft. Built, built the best worlds. Oh, why you gotta look at each other like that? Because you're garbage at building no! <laughs> Anyway, continuing on. And then you guys ended my Minecraft career. How did we do that? You griefed my world. What does griefing mean to the audience that doesn't know what griefing means? <laughs> I mean, you took a whole bunch of TNT and blew up my whole world. You blew your fucking shit up. Yeah, you did. And I never wanted to play again. We were just cleaning the mess that you made. <laughs> we are cleaning oh, up the garbage, no! the trash. I'm sorry to say, but it actually was a palace, so joke's on you. Well, it was a trash palace. No, it was awesome. How's it doing? <laughs> it's gone now. Continuing on competitive. What else were we? Com- you said we were competitive. But anything that took two people. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember we were racing and you smashed my face into a brick wall, and then I lost my tooth. You lost your tooth because I smashed your face into a brick wall. Yep. So my hand went on the back of your head and put it into a brick wall. Yep. The way to win that race was to touch the brick wall. Yep. So you won that race because I smashed your face in the brick wall. I definitely did win. Mom and dad lost when they had to pay for it, though. How's your tooth now? It's fine. Actually. Fake. <laughs> it is fake, but it popped out twice now. It popped out twice. Yeah, the second time I ate a ring pop and it just popped out and I had to get it fixed. And the other time, I was just having a good time with my friends. And I just was laughing. And I remember just looking down and my tooth was in my hand. Oh. Yeah. It's okay. It pops out every couple years, and I have to go get it fixed. Damn. That's interesting. I yeah. didn't know if teeth could re-pop out. Yeah, so thanks a lot, Gunnar. It's like a dislocated tooth. What? It's like a dislocated tooth. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and now I have to go to the fucking dentist a lot more because of you, and I hate it. Anyway, continuing on. <laughs> I hate it. So hate, hate, hate. Double hate. We're no, competitive. We were competitive in sports as well. Wrestling. Wrestling. How did wrestling. How did your wrestling career start? Um, we were probably in my elementary school, and Dad wanted you to wrestle, but you didn't want to wrestle unless you had your big sister with you. And did I beat your ass in wrestling? No, not in the slightest. So I, I didn't win. No, you didn't. Are you sure about that? Yes. Hunter. Until Freshman year, I kicked your ass. Did I win? Did I win ever? No. Ever, yeah. Well, now he does because he's bigger than me. But now. Yes, now. Yeah, you now. guys just wrestle. <laughs> yeah, me and Taylor occasionally pull up in some singlets. <laughs> All right, let's fucking go. I mean, not in singlets, but I remember not that long ago we were wrestling at my house, and he has no mercy, like whatsoever. Well, he in, split my lip open and almost cracked my head on the glass. In table. my defense. <laughs> I didn't want to wrestle, and you charged me and said, you're wrestling now. And I said, I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, because me and my roommates wanted to see if we could take a man down. You already took a man down. Yeah, but he was... <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead. It's not like he's listening. Go ahead. He wasn't a man. Like, he <laughs> oh, was... That's tough. I could take him myself, so I needed someone stronger. Yeah, who won that wrestling match? Yeah, you, because I stopped fighting you after you split my lip open. Well, I had to put you in your place because I said I didn't want to wrestle, and you said you're wrestling, and I said, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, so I did bring it about myself, so. But but did you end up wrestling, though? <laughs> uh, according to her, yes, I did end up wrestling. It wasn't wrestling, it was just more beating the shit out of me by that point. Well, then you should learn, don't wrestle me when I don't want to wrestle. Nah, I will always, th- I have this thing where Well, I then always... you're always going to get uh, bleeding 100%. lips. 100%, I have this thing where I think I can take anybody on. Well. 
clearly you can't even take me on. I'm 5'3 with a 6 foot attitude. Wow, that's totally not overused on every white girl's Instagram ever. Facts are facts. <laughs> Fine, a 7 foot attitude. Oh, I've oh, never no, heard that. that. That's so original. How'd you come up with that, actually? Yeah, good question. Did this come in your mind? Yeah, I did. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so then, Taylor, why did you quit wrestling? Um, It wasn't fun anymore, and I just didn't have the passion for it anymore. You did not have the passion for it? Nope. So there's nothing to do with the parents forcing you? I mean, I, kind of, but I got over it, and I, what's it called, authority? Over, over, <laughs> uh, some shit like that? I, I don't even know, I said a big fuck you to authority. Okay, well, well then after wrestling, mm-hmm. what sport, your illustrious sport that you're well known for now, what sport is that? Um, I ran in circles and I jump in sand. And that sport is track and field, baby. Track and field, track baby. Track and field. Ugh. And when did you start track and field? Started track and field seventh or eighth grade. Seventh or eighth grade. And how were you in seventh or eighth grade? I was average. So fucking garbage. Dog yes. shit. <laughs> yes, I was. And nobody like being garbage. average. Yeah. Why? Why does nobody like being average? My only fear is being average. That's right. Don't forget <laughs> that it. That is the correct answer. That is the correct yeah. answer. That's the only response exactly. to anyone calling you average. Yep. All right. Then you started also doing track in high school. How did your freshman year then go? Freshman year, I was good at it. Um, made it to state in the 4x1 and the 100-meter dash. And then how did you do in the 100-meter dash in your 4x1? Um, I don't think, I don't even remember what, how the 4x1 ended, but my dash, I was ranked 6 going into finals, and I ended up getting 8th, and I didn't podium, and so I was a little heartbroken over that. You're a little heartbroken over not podiuming? Yep. But you still made the state as a freshman. You know, people would kill for that spot. Yeah, but I just, I know my potential, and I didn't live up to that. So you wiped your tears and moved on? Wiped my tears and moved on. Alright, and then your sophomore year, how did that go? Sophomore year was phenomenal, and... I did better than anticipated. Um, I was ranked fourth going into the dash, and I ended up getting second. Second place? Yeah, surprised myself. So you got second place. Were you happy with second, or were you like, oh, Oh, second place? One step away from the grand pendulum. (laughs) I was ecstatic, because it's one of those things where you're just like, oh, okay, let's see, I was ranked fourth, but then you do better than anticipated. And so I I was very happy to get second, and... Happiness is a state of mind, so that year I took it in, and then I had my goal of trying to become a state champion. All right, that was your sophomore year. Then how about your junior year? How'd you do? Junior year was the same as sophomore year, but... So you got second twice. Yes. I don't. I actually don't remember my 200 placement, but in the 100-meter dash, it was second place. So you got second place twice. Yes. You know, nobody remembers second place. Yeah, How'd the second place <laughs> feel the second time? Um, It was disappointing, but like I said, happiness is a state of mind. Wipe the tears, keep moving. Wipe the tears, keep moving. And then your grand stage of them all, the big mamba, the black mamba, the Kobe Bryant year, your clutch gene kicked in senior year. How did you do? My clutch gene did kick in, and I became... The first female state champion for Royal. So you were, are, what they do to congratulate you with that? Um, they made me sit on a fire truck and nice. go around the small town. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable with that. And then they made me, I shouldn't say made, I got to um, go and have a whole bunch of the community come and cheer me on. I just remember you little fucker. Yes, I remember this what one I do? moment. Yeah, I will never let it go because I hate public speaking. 
And Mr. Up and Up, Mark, we were like, oh, we want you to say a few words. But like, I did not want to public speak. And I was just like, no, I don't really want to do it. And they're like, okay, fine, you don't have to do it. And so as like they were introducing everything and saying, oh, first female state champion, Gunnar was like in the crowd and was like, speech, speech, <laughs> speech. And then the freaking principal handed me the mic and was like, here you go. And I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to say? And then I was just like, Thank you for supporting me and like being grateful and everything like that. But I was so pissed at you for making me do that. No proof that was me, actually. I'm pretty sure I saw you in the crowd <laughs> saying speech. I wasn't so. even in the crowd. You think I'd be at your congratulations speech? Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. So you were on the wall of champions. How does that make you feel? Um, I love that I'm on the wall of champions, but I hate the photo. Why do you hate the photo? Because I have braces in it. You fucking nerd. Why do you have braces? You goofy. I you was dork. Goofy. I was goofy. Do you think people would call you that when they see you? Probably. They're like, oh, look at this goofball. <laughs> they don't think, hey, Taylor Jurish, the first female champion to ever grace Royals Halls. They think, look at this freaking nerd on yeah. the wall with their braces. Freaking the meat brace braces. grinder. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yes, your senior year, you did become state champion. I did. How was that feeling? Um, it was feeling. Mm-hmm. It was a feeling, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I, it would be. I don't know. I don't know how to describe those, especially like the moments like it's one of those moments where you work a whole like you put all your hard work into it and then you actually see it pay off. It's it's a very fulfilling feeling, I would say. So Taylor, <laughs> college where college recruit college recruitment. How did that go for you? Um, so I started getting letters my junior and senior year, and then mom made me go on a whole bunch of recruiting visits. So that's kind of the recruiting process of it. So then, what after your college recruitment, what were your top three schools? My top two. Your top two schools were Eau Claire and Winona. So just those two. Those are the only two colleges you had in mind. Yep. What were the interests in both of them? Eau Claire, Chip Schneider. Chip nice. Schneider. Shout out Chip Schneider. Chip Schneider, yes. Um, Winona. It was closer, I think. Is Winona closer? To home? Yeah. I think so. I it's very close. I don't think I don't think like it really hardly. It's like hardly closer. Well, um it was close. Nice. To home. Um and scholarship. Scholarship. So mainly scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And that mom and dad wanted me to go to Winona. Uh, yo, slight shade, mom and dad, sorry yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. So then you chose Winona over Eau Claire. Yep. Okay. And then how did your freshman year go? I was so sad my freshman year. I was just homesick. Why were you so sad your freshman year? Um, it was more just being homesick and being in that new environment. Okay, so like any other college kid when they first move out. Yeah, basically. But then I also was very intimidated by some of the girls on the track team. Which is funny because they're the nicest girls. How did you become friends with them after you were intimidated by them? Um, I was very shy my freshman year, so the first semester I didn't talk to anybody really on the team, but then second semester I started opening up and then they couldn't get me to shut up, kind of how it happened. Yeah, I don't think you can ever shut up, you're so annoying. Speaking of, hang on, don't move, you have a booger in your nose right no. now that I need you to pick. Alright, thanks. Anyway, continuing on, so then your freshman year, sad, didn't like it too much. But then track during the, the spring was phenomenal and we became conference champions. Would you say that you opened up because of track? Oh, 100%. Those are, like, my girls. Like, those are the people that I talk to. But, like, right when the season started, were you still, like, kind of shy? Oh, yeah. It took me a whole semester to start talking to them. 
Interesting. Interesting yeah. indeed. Do you think if you guys went to one conference, you would have been shy because you guys weren't having the success that you thought you would have? No, I was already opening up before outdoor season started. Okay, so you're already opening up before the conference championship. Yeah, so okay. I was already close with some of the girls on the team. So then freshman year, you started off shy, sad, lonely, lonely little girl. Lonely little girl, but then she made some friends. And she made some friends throughout the year, and then you guys won conference. Mm-hmm. And then folding into your sophomore year, then how would that go? It was the best college year. I, I will always say sophomore year is the best college year. Why was it the best college year? The best college year because you're moving into a house with all your best friends. And you don't have anyone telling you what to do. So you moved into a house with some of your friends. Yep. Were they all on the track team? Yes, at the time they were. At the time. And then, did you guys have any uh, nickname for your house or anything like that? Yeah, very specific question. Very specific question indeed. Yes, we're called the Grand Ladies. And how did that name originate? We live on Grand Street, and so we're the grandest of the land, so we call ourselves the Grand Ladies, sweet old ladies. Do you, you guys- still call yourselves this? It's our Snapchat group name, so yeah. So you'd be like, yo, what's up, grand ladies? Yeah. So do you guys have any street cred? No. <laughs> <laughs> Zero street cred. Oh, our street cred is being nice to our neighbors. That's some shitty street cred. My neighbors have pushed me out of my driveway during winter. They pushed you out? Yes. Well, they sound like nice neighbors. Yes. But that's, you need to get your street cred. That's not the street cred. That's not the street cred we're looking <laughs> for, though. That's our street cred. It's being nice. And then how'd your track career go the sophomore year, then? Sophomore year, it was a great year for me, and I ended up winning the javelin. My sophomore year at the, conference. The javelin. The javelin. How did you start throwing javelin? Because I know for a fact you did not throw any pointy sticks in high school. No. So your freshman year, they do a little testing on you where they have you throw these little Nerf balls. And if you throw it really far, then you are possibly a jab thrower. So then how is the correlation between throwing a Nerf ball and a javelin even close? Um, I don't really know. How is it? I don't know the signs behind it. How is so you can hail mary a ball down the field so they think you can hail mary a javelin yeah basically if you can chuck something far you can chuck a spear far well is that, couldn't you just chuck anything then can you just like grab an apple and throw it i mean yeah but they want nerf balls i don't know <laughs> i don't know why me and my jav pals actually made a little rap for the jav oh really can can Let's we get a little can we get a little scoop yeah hit me with a beat all right here we go ready Hey, hey, hey. No, no beat, no beat. Okay, okay, no beat, no beat. Fuck the beat, cut the beat, cut the beat. Alright. <clears throat> javelin, javelin, yeah. you know what I mean. Skirt. We are the best athletes that you ever see. Hey. When we walk Blah. down the street with a spear in our hand, everybody people <laughs> it's the beast of the land. Yo, 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 dude, that's a sick rap. We sound like Migos right there. Coquavo, Qu- <laughs> baby. Take off. Shout out to Fixin for that. Shout out Fixin yeah. for the sick rap. Yes. Anyway, so that was your sophomore season then. Mm-hmm. The javelin queen, the javelin thrower that you are now. Yep. So then, did you, track-wise, did you do better, worse, or about what you thought you did? What year? Your sophomore year. My sophomore year, um, I was happy with the results of that year, but my freshman and sophomore year, I missed nationals by one spot. Did that hurt at all, or... Oh, yeah, 100% did, but um, I was happy with the progress that I've been making. But as Gunner says, wipe the tears and, and move on. And move on. What so, were your expectations for what year? your sophomore year? Nationals. Nationals? Oh, yeah. You shot right for the top. You're like, yep, I want, I want, I want everything. If your dream doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. Facts. Wow, I didn't know MJ was sitting Damn. at the table with okay. us right now. <laughs> Dang, okay. Dropping the wisdom bombs. <laughs> yep. All right, so then you miss nationals by one spot, mm-hmm. and then you roll over into your junior year. 
How did your junior year go then? Junior year took a digger because my mental health took a shit. And then what what pertained to your mental health taking a quote-unquote dump? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it was a mixture of just my mental health, but also my sexuality. Your sexuality. My sexuality. So then were you, what what about your sexuality? Hey, Gunner, I have to tell you something right now. Uh, is 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 it cool? Hey, Gun. Yeah. I'm gay. You're gay? Yeah, I'm gay. Are you serious? Yes. Oh my god. I I had no idea. I had absolutely no clue. Yeah, sorry. Sorry to just tell you now. After <laughs> I told Instagram, sorry to just yeah, to tell so you Yeah, so you now. publicly came out already with it, so everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> was it, was um your sexuality kind of eating at you that you didn't, you weren't open with yourself? 100%. Um, I remember just like when I turned 20, I said I was very unhappy because I wasn't being my full authentic self yeah but yeah why wouldn't that eat at anybody when did you quote-unquote know that you felt differently about who you liked (laughs) from a very young age a very young age so you came out the womb right when i came out the womb (laughs) yeah you were like dang this pussy rock (laughs) this pussy thing it's awesome Um, when i was able to put like thoughts together and like I remember when I was really little that I had the fattest, biggest crush on Nellie Portman as Padme in Star Wars. Ooh, Star Wars love, oh. you know? Ooh. Padme, I love Padme. Padme Dang. is a looker. She yeah. is definitely, Natalie Portman yes. is a looker. No then, Padme. No, no, my bad. No, Natalie Portman and Padme, two <laughs> different entities, clearly. <laughs> no, and then um, Elizabeth Swan and Pirates of the Caribbean. Kira Knightley. Yes, I had the hot We've been there, too. we've done that. <laughs> we see right through your bumpy head. Hell yeah. No, um, so yeah, that was just like, I I didn't know that I was just like, oh, I like girls at that point. It was just more like, huh, I'm a little different. Huh. Yeah, it was a, a weird realization at that moment. How do you take that in as a child? That's got to be confusing as shit. Oh, 100% it was, like, but... I'm different, but like, how? I o- always overcompensated it but when the older I got by saying, oh, I like guys, like he's cute. I would say growing up um, during high school, you did have a boyfriend then. wait i have a question for you what did you ever know or like be like oh yeah she's gay did i ever suspect like did you just have like a ding in your head ding ding, ding she's gay i mean i've made multiple gay jokes about you during the course of my life yeah i know but like i'm just saying that like did it surprise you when i told you um surprise i guess a part of me was surprised mm-hmm. but a part of me also wasn't it's like it's kind of like the same thing like if i came out to you right now which obviously i'm not because i have a fiance and everything maybe she's a beard nobody knows <laughs> <laughs> but like it's like the same if i actually came out to you would you be surprised yeah you'd be surprised but would you also be kind of not surprised yeah <laughs> so you get what i'm kind of yeah, saying I, I do. because i mean i've done a lot of questionable things with some questionable men Hunter. <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised at all yeah. <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised about you either Maybe we're all gay, deep inside. I mean, we're all a little gay. Let's just the Honestly, everyone's Andre and I have kissed each other more times than I, I think I've kissed Claudia, if I'm being <laughs> honest. Wow. <laughs> um, so, but, yeah, it's because you're a thruple. A thruple, yes. We are a thruple. <laughs> According to my parents. According to Hunter's mom, we are a thruple. <laughs> but, yes, so then... You did have a boyfriend in high school. I did. Yes. Yeah. So The good old days. The good old... Was that... Did you feel like you liked that guy then? Or was your sexuality more that you didn't like him? It was more of a cover-up. I would say it was more of a cover-up because I just had everybody in my family up my dick like being like, 
oh, who are you going to be with? Like, why aren't you with anybody? And it's like, I don't know. I just don't want to be with... Like, I was going to say, I like girls, and that's why I'm not. It was just like, I don't know. I just haven't found the right one kind of sitch. But so you gave him the social peer pressure to get a boyfriend. I did. But also, it was just like one of those... Like, I did have feelings for him, but it was one of those girl crush feelings. He was paying attention to me. We played video games together. It had to have been a huge relief when... Like, the first time you guys dated, like, first, like, week or so, it had to have been a relief for you to have a boyfriend so you can stray away from all of, like, the no. nonsense everyone was saying. No, I still didn't really give a fuck. Really? Yeah. But, like, they, they weren't saying it as much, so wouldn't that be, like, nice? Yeah, but then everyone was just so excited that I had a boyfriend, so everyone okay, was guess. still up my dick. Yeah, that'd be Didn't think about also. that, yeah. You didn't think about the repercussions of a boyfriend? Nope. That's crazy. So then, you used that one as a cover up, then basically. I would say more. But it was like yes. a it was like a high school crush. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was it was fifty fifty basically. It was a high school crush, but also a cover up. Yeah. Okay. But then also in your high school yeah. career. Why there, we gotta bring him up? Uh, there was up. there was another man, um, that, I don't even know if I'd call you a thing. I don't know if I'd call you on and off. I don't even know what to call you two. But you two, were was this relationship a pick and choose relationship when you liked each other what was that whole relationship about then were you confused on if you liked them or were you trying to sway away i think i mixed up my feelings about this person because he is such a genuine cool person so it mixed your you kind of like faded back and forth between do i like him or do i like who i thought i liked yeah Just because he was so like he was Genuine. just so, yeah. He, like, you I loved started, his personality. Yes, I loved his personality. I still love his personality, and so... But you can see yourself, like, with him seriously. N- like, I've really tried, and I, like, I... for I've really tried to force myself into the relationship because everybody in my family loves him, and they all still do. I mean, I still love him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love him, too, but um, you can't force yourself to find somebody attractive, and... I think that I was getting confused with that because of how much love I had for him as a person. So then you did like him, but then it was just confusing you in the long run about the whole relationship. 100% because like I we've kissed before and I was just like, I don't feel how I should be feeling when you kiss. That's tough. Yeah, it's tough indeed. Not just for him, but for you as well. Yeah, you can't really do much after that point. And so it was at that point, it was just more like. Do I try to pursue this relationship because I know he would treat me right in the world? Or do I, like, not? And, like, I, at this point, still didn't know if I was ever going to come out. So it was just way, like... And that's not fair on him to, like, have, like, a fake emotion like that, so... At that point, when... Not the exact moment, but when you kissed him in your mind, were you like, yeah, this isn't, like, I don't feel anything in my... Like, right when you, not right when you kissed him, but, like, afterwards or even before. Was there any moment during... Was there any thought of, like... Like, hey, like, do I actually like him or am I gay? Like, was there any defining moment? No, I wouldn't say so. I think I just more so would freak out and then ghost his ass for, like, a couple months. That's kind of fucking rude. I was such an asshole, but, like, at the same time, like, I didn't understand my feelings. Mm -hmm. And so I was just, like, I don't, like... I haven't said it out loud to anybody, so I'm not going to say it to this man. So this whole relationship kind of confused you more in the long run. Yeah, but um, obviously I struggled through it and I figured out that I'm more attracted to women than I am to men. Okay, so then how did you go about coming out then? It kind of just came out, to be honest, because like after 20, or was I 19? 19 years of just keeping this big ass secret, 
um i ended up just having a really bad panic attack and my aunt dana consoled me on it and i just blurted it out and i was just like i'm gay was it refreshing in any way uh yes and no because i thought telling somebody was going to be like a big weight off my shoulder but that wasn't the case like i didn't feel that but i was glad the person that i'm most comfortable with knew so you're glad that you did tell her but it didn't necessarily help you yes okay and then after i told her i like shut it down and we didn't talk about it for months on end so you blue balled her i did blue ball <laughs> you just straight blue balled <laughs> yes, her yes i did and then after you told her uh how long after until you told your initial family um i would say probably four or five months because i ended up coming out to a friend of mine because they came out to me and then i told my therapist and then my therapist was like why don't you just tell your family and i was like you know what i don't know why i didn't think about that why didn't i tell my family so then um yeah i was at grandma and papa's do people know what a papa is i don't think people know what a papa is i got yelled at in second grade for writing down papa on a paper i know it's because so, it's not a real thing it's so hard to do because like i always say grandma and papa but everyone's like grandma. you're gonna say grandma and grandpa for right now yeah i know okay shout out grandpa <laughs> <laughs> yeah so my i was at my grandparents house grandma and grandpa's oh that sounds so weird okay I was at my grandparents' house. My parents were there. You were there. And Dana was there. Um, and it was funny because I kind of slid it into conversation. Because what, what were you doing, Gun? I might have been telling a gay joke at the time. Yeah. So he just made like a gay joke to me. Because you've always done that my entire life. Just like, oh, Tay might be gay. I was like, Haha, yeah, maybe. Maybe I might not. Like that was the whole childhood. Um, but then you made the joke. And I was like, yeah, I'm gay. And then you guys all started laughing at me. And I was like. Uh, yeah, but I'm being for real. And then you guys are like, no, come on, stop with the joke. I was like, no, I'm being 100% real. And then I remember you and mom looked at Dana, and you guys were like, is she being for real? I was like, and she was like, yeah, she's being for real. And then you guys came and hugged me and celebrated with me. Celebrated? Yes. Well, yeah, why would we not support you? No, I knew you would. It was just funny that you thought I was joking when I came out. Well, it's a, it, was a, it was a real kick in the behind that uh you made me look like a jackass yeah well you are a jackass so it did, makes sense did hearing gunner make gay jokes ever affect you at all or did you know that he didn't really mean he obviously doesn't mean it but did it ever affect you 100 percent of it it still does because um well now i know it does <laughs> yes now he does because i didn't tell him because i was in the closet or whatever but yeah so once i did come out he obviously still made gay jokes but I don't think he realizes the effect that it has on a person. I do realize do the you? effect it has do on you? a person. Don't don't smotherly don't smother me on my own podcast. Of course <laughs> I know. No, but like, yes, you know, but you don't know how it makes a person feel. Like just be like, if you say that's gay, you're using it in a way that it means a derogatory that term. Yes, that it's bad. I'm just like, what's? I literally call out everybody because like, I know so many people do it. And so what I say now is like, what's wrong with being gay? Like I say it jokingly and then you guys just correct your grammar and it's fine. So. Our grammar? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, your, what would you call it? Not grammar. I wouldn't say my, um, our vocabulary. Your vocab, yes. So like if someone says that's gay, I'm like, what's wrong with being gay? And I say it just like that. And they're like, nothing. And then they just laugh with me. So then in the end, you just make it a joke on a joke. Yeah. And I'm really chill with it. Like I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but at the same time, I don't want to feel bad. It's understandable. Understandable. Yeah. So then, after you came out to your family then, did that take any pressure off you? Yeah, it did. And then, it was like one of those things where 
it was like slowly ripping off the band-aid but then i just fucking ripped it off and i just like told the whole world what was up so you literally went from telling one person and then blue ball there for months mm-hmm. and then you told your family mm-hmm. and then you told maybe one or two people in between and then you just went all out i wouldn't you- say I have one or two people but like my really good friends in winona i told and then i was just like balls out because i started liking this one girl and i didn't care um what happened how did it feel when you posted it on social media that you were gay oh my god i was scared shitless but like, did it feel liberating. amazing though did it feel liberating yes it did because like the same time like i don't really give a fuck who knows but at the same time i didn't want to hide it either from the world mm-hmm. so like okay cool these people know that i'm like that but like i just didn't want the pressure of me like like if i if i went to like pride fest i would want to post it on my social media mm-hmm. and like not have someone be like oh why are you like are you gay like questioning like i don't yeah. give a fuck like it just yeah sure and that's how that went but i was the thing i was most surprised about was the amount of support i got on it why why did you think you wouldn't get a lot of support especially when you know that you're not even that you're a well-known figure from where you're from uh-huh. but did you think people were gonna drag you down because of it 100 percent. like i just i've always had a fear that Someone wasn't going to like it. And I kind of just got over that because I put my happiness over other people's opinions. I mean, that's a good way to do it. (laughs) That, and then I ended up liking a girl and I didn't care who knew. Oh, how's that girl now? Um, Yeah. A sensitive topic? (laughs) It's it's not a sensitive topic. Um, You know? Just a little fresh. It's a little fresh. It's a fresh wound. Um, she broke my heart, but I wish her the best and I wish her kindness and compassion just like I wish it to myself. That's, that's beautiful. Like I it. couldn't have said it better myself, and I'm a poet beyond You're words. You're such a liar. You'll be like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, bitch. I ain't doing this no more. Yeah, no, all right. Um, yeah, I'm all about the happiness. So then, I know you don't label yourself, but you do transpire between men and women. Yeah. Bottom line is that that's, in the end, you don't put a label on it. You came out, and now it's, if you like someone, you just like someone. I love who I want to love, as Jesse Reyes says. Okay, it's Love Jesse who Reyes. you want to love. Um... But yeah, so I just kind of say, like, I fucking hate labels, and, like, I don't care to put a label, but everyone just kept asking, like, oh, you like this girl? Do you like this guy? And usually what I would say is just, like, I'm figuring it out, because, like, that's just the easiest response. But then I was just like, yeah, I'm gay. So people got the message. (laughs) Just straight up. Just point blank. Yeah, you don't talk to me. Well, because I didn't want to say that I was bi, because I didn't want, or, like, obviously it's still a perception thing, but... If I say that I'm bi, you think that I equally like men and I equally like women. And that's not the fact of it. Like, I'm way more attracted to uh, females than I am to men. Yeah. It's just, that's how it is. But, like, I don't know. Ever since coming out, I've been more open to guys now. And I don't know why that would be, but, like... Your brain pulled a reverse Uno card on you. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, yeah. Because, like, my whole life, like, I was just, like... I overcompensated, like, oh, I have to like this guy. So I forced myself to like guys. And so, like, it was just like, I don't like this. And so then once I was like, oh, I like girls. And then gave me the option to like girls. I was like, oh, why am I going to close the option on guys now, too? So then transferring over since we got that conversation out of the way then. And then you said that also confused you while you were in college and led to a, some sort of depression. Can you elaborate on the depression part now? Yeah, um, so beginning of my junior year, I was fucking depressed. I was crying every day. Didn't know why. I was crying by myself. I barely ate. I've lost a lot of weight. Um, but then I ended up telling somebody. And then 
I don't. Were you the second or third person? I, I don't know. Why don't you tell me which person know. was I? <laughs> I think you were the third person that I told that I was actually really fucking struggling. Yeah, but I bamboozled you into telling you me. You did, but you didn't even know you bamboozled me. <laughs> I bamboozled you without bamboozling you. Yeah, how did how did that happen? Like what happened? How did I bamboozle her? Yeah, without even trying. Um. Well, we were at Oktoberfest. Okay. And then um during the event, I was. I won't. I wouldn't say going through personal issues. It was more so uh, relationship relationship issues. Yeah. That um with the another person. You wanna? You know, we should bring up the fact though that every girl Gunner has talked to before has turned gay. That's all I whoa, gotta whoa, say. Okay, let's, all, let's calm down real quick. Really hey, that's a different say. conversation for another. Not all of them. Uh, um. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let me do the math quick. I'm uh, pretty sure three out of five. Dang, that's a lot. I don't know the percentage, but three out of five women that I've talked to in the past has uh, turned gay, swung the other way away swung. from me. I turned gay. In my defense, five. I don't know. I wasn't the last. I wasn't the last person with any of them. Oh, okay. So you know, I was just somewhere in the middle for them. Anyway, going back to yeah, so we're at Oktoberfest, and then I was having relationship issues, and I was just sitting on the floor. I was sitting on the floor in my friend's house because I was staying in my friend's house during this because I didn't live in the cross yet. Yeah. And I was watching Friends by myself alone <laughs> in the dark. Hell yeah, okay. And then I came into the room and I saw Gunner all sad and lonely. I was like, Gunner, what's wrong? And I thought he was struggling like how I was struggling. And so yeah. then I was like, Gunner, I'm struggling. Ah, and I was like crying, just like letting it all out. And, and then usually when Taylor starts crying, I start crying yeah. because that's I'm my a, sister. I'm his Achilles yeah. heel. She's my Achilles heel. Ooh. Yeah. And so whenever Taylor starts crying, I start crying. So I saw Taylor crying, which made me start <laughs> crying because I was already I was already kind of sad at the point. But then Taylor was like, well, I'm struggling. Yeah. I'm struggling, Gunner. I'm glad you're struggling, too. But <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that I'm glad you're struggling. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that no. you're with me. But, like, <laughs> I was glad. I thought I was glad that you told me. It was oh. like it was like a beautiful moment. Like you told me, and I told you we were both struggling. That's but like, that's not. No, we were crying about completely different things. He was crying yeah. about a girl, and I was crying because I was depressed. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of bamboozled her without knowing. I bamboozled her. At a boy. So yes, I was probably what you say the third person I knew. Yeah, and then um, it was starting to get to a really bad point, and so. My friends convinced me to go see a therapist, and I saw a therapist, but I fucking hated him the first couple times I saw him. Like, I really did not like him. Why did you... Like, him as a person, or just the whole therapist idea? The whole therapist idea. Like, I don't think it was him as a person, because I love him now. But, like, before I would go up to therapy, I would be in the bathroom, like, crying to myself, because I did not want to go to therapy, because I thought therapy made you weak. So, that's just... Why did you think therapy made you weak? Um, it just, I thought it was, uh, like, the fact of, like, well, I need help, so that means that I was weak. Like, I couldn't handle it on my own. I'm grown and I couldn't handle it. So, but, obviously, I don't believe that anymore. I feel like getting help is, um... That's, like, one of the smartest decisions you Smartest can make. and the bravest and the most courageous decisions you can make, because you're bettering yourself. So, so and then, then, that's all she wrote, and now I'm on my journey of trying like i still have my bad days and shit but i'm on my journey of self-love and trying to gain weight trying to gain weight yes <laughs> so then a um skinny twig over here yeah you are a twig you're like yeah. that bug from bugs life that looks like a stick or well, that is a stick <laughs> he is a stick <laughs> um, what kind of bug is that i don't know i looked it up one time i don't remember <laughs> what it was but anyway going back into the depression mental health yeah. talk then mm-hmm. um what was the thing 
that helped you out the most during the time that you felt your lowest? Was it your family? Was it outside resources? What helped you personally get better? Um, I would give credit to all those, but honestly, I give myself the most credit because you only get better by like fixing yourself. So basically, like you knew you had to fix yourself, and so you are the biggest credit into fixing yourself. Mm-hmm. And I would say that about anybody. You don't if you don't want to change, you won't change. You only change when you want to change. So, I mean, that's pretty straightforward. The, yeah, but also like I do take into account that the people who did help me along the way, and I'll always be grateful that they were there too as well. Like you, you you're still an asshole to me when I'm depressed, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> you're okay with me being an asshole to you. You're the only one that can be an asshole to me because it's normal. Even when you're at your lowest low, I was okay to be an asshole to you. But the thing is, though, you're you're not like a hundred percent an asshole. You're just like you you take back your assholeness, but you're still an asshole. Like because I remember just not that long ago, I came over here crying, and you were still a dick to me, but you were nice about it. I was a nice dick. Yeah. Nice, nice dick. N- N- nice dick. Hey. You got nice. Hey. Nice guy. Hey, thanks. <laughs> um, what the fuck? <laughs> but then, would you say during those mental health days, then some normalcy from me being my normal asshole self helped you then? Yeah, because it's just like my childhood. We'd be in the living room just smack talking each other. And that helped you. Like, we obviously, our family is a good support group. Your friends mm-hmm. are a great support group. Did you ever feel overwhelmed by the amount of support? Oh, 100%. I say that a lot in this, but one hundred percent. Yes, facts are facts, and it's hundred. You keep it a hundred. You run yes. a fever. Um, of a hundred and three. Okay, okay, okay. Nice. Thanks. Um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> that you felt overwhelmed with all the support. Oh yeah, because like I know I have so many loving individuals in my life that everybody just wanted to reach out to me, and so I would get multiple texts from everybody. Are you eating? Are you okay? Are you eating? Are you okay? Are you sleeping? And, like, yes, it was all good. Like, it was all good intentions, but at the same time, like, I did not have the energy to text everybody back and be like, hey, yeah, I'm doing good kind of thing. So it was, like, a double-edged sword, basically. Like, you loved it, but you also kind of didn't like it. Cause- there had to be a boundary of some sort mm-hmm. is kind of the gist of it. And I feel like I've done very well with that, and it's just more of the fact is, like, when I'm struggling now, I just, add, like, I just tell people what I need in the moment. That's what you're supposed to do, so... So then you learned from it, basically. You learned, like, how to cope with it yourself. Yeah, and not only that, but, like, I'm very... It's easier to help other people cope now because, Mm -hmm. like, I do what I'm supposed to do for myself. So, like, let's say you're having a bad day. I'll ask you, what do you need? Mm -hmm. And if you don't have any idea, then I'll just be like, I'm going to sit with you and, like, we're going to get through this together. Like, it's not like I can help you, but I can sit there with you and get through it with you. With your mental health, then, at Winona, then, you did not start a program, but you were behind in a voice to a program there at Winona State. And what was that? The Green Bandana Project. And what is the Green Bandana Project? It's basically silent solidarity for people who are struggling with mental health. And as you tie a green bandana to your backpack, and it's just showing people that, like, it should be a conversation of every day. And I remember going around, like, to a whole bunch of groups on campus just talking about my story just to make it a normal part of conversation. So, and I'm still continuing to do that when school starts back up as well. So... How far has that project expanded? Um, I would say to our whole conference, the NSIC conference. So the each each school has a SAC, which is like the student athletes, and you have to take on and they have to take on a project every or a couple projects every year. And so they did like don't drink and drive, and then the Green Bandana Project was another one that they did. So every school in our conference um, brought Green Bandana Project to their conference. Now that you've expanded with the project, is there 
any signs of it stopping or slowing down or are you going to keep on like pushing this and try and get it as far as you can get it i will always be open for discussion of mental health but i feel like i did my part by like spreading it because like i will always talk about like if someone says hey do you want to talk about mental health yes i'll be on board but also i have different goals and aspirations in life and so i can't just always be focusing on that unless i want to make that my career okay so but like because like after the nsic got it um a different school in a different conference asked if they could adopt it so it's like i did my part in getting it moving yeah so i am i feel like i'm comfortable with that but i would always still do more as well Yo. <laughs> now that we're wrapping up with your story with depression then is there anything you'd say to someone out there that is currently going through what you went through in your past dealing with this depression yeah i would say probably just to be brave and reach out and be courageous like if i feel like it's a very hard thing to tell somebody that you're struggling but there's a lot of courage in doing that and whether that's someone on Instagram that talks about mental health, like you could reach out to me, you could reach out to like NAMI or like links or, but I would say reach out to someone you feel comfortable with and just tell them that you're struggling. And make sure you cope in a healthy way. And make sure you cope in healthy ways. In yes. a healthy way. Yes. And if you see someone or someone that you know struggling lately or something and you see they're a little off or that they haven't been themselves lately, just make sure to always... Just go up and start talking to them not even just that just ask them are you okay like some people just like it's hard to tell somebody hey i'm struggling hey i'm sad but if you ask somebody are you okay and they say no it's easier to say yes or no compared to saying hey i'm struggling start the conversation start the conversation yes start the conversation That's, yes that would be the advice well that is thank you for your story about your mental health yeah no problem All so right. what are your future plans for taylor jurish i wish i fucking knew hunter i really do but um <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know what my future plans are, but I got I want to finish college, obviously. Yeah. Um, I might have plans of moving to a different country after I graduate. Where were you thinking? Um, somewhere in Europe, I think, with one of my best friends. That'd be um, sick. I'm trying to gain weight to sell my eggs. <laughs> you trying to sell your eggs? I am. You can make thirty thousand dollars selling your eggs. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> So I have to get my BMI higher so I can gain some weight, which I need to gain weight anyways. But I would like to pursue that. I want to get a camera. I want to start doing some photography. I would love to do that. Taylor Jewish photography? No, no, it's not that. Not that kind. Just It's my own little personal. But yeah, I would say. And just be happy. Oh, working on the law of attraction. Yep. <laughs> my positivity. All right, we're going to wrap up this podcast now. Tay, is there any shout-outs or anything you would like to say? Um, I wouldn't say shout-outs, but good sex, no stress, one boo, no ex, small circle, big checks. All right, fair <laughs> enough. All right, you can find Two Cute Guys on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor. You can DM us on any of the apps that will allow that. And... If you want to message us on our business email, it is jurishbusiness at gmail.com. J-U-R-E-S-H, my last name, business at gmail.com. And we also have the support link up as well. If you'd like to support us for $1, $5, or $10 a month on Anchor, it'd be much appreciative. You don't have to, though. Shit's all free, so that doesn't matter. Sorry, gun, I can't afford it. Oh, you broke, bitch. (laughs) All right, well, always remember, tell your mom, tell your children, tell your mom's children. (laughs) Fuck off. See you guys later. Yeah.